Rock 1041 and a good Monday morning. Welcome to the show. Streaming live, Facebook, 1041 Nick Reed. You can find us there. Watch past episodes, should you choose. Watch the one currently, should you choose. That, of course, is sponsored by Springfield Raps, who designed the KSGF studio. We have, over the last, oh gosh, I don't know, a period of time, talked with Don Carricker. Of course, many of you are familiar with him. And and uh, the last few times that we've had him on, it's been regarding the vetting of candidates as he is with the Christian County Central Committee, and the the effort is driven by an attempt to make sure that individuals who run as Republicans actually believe in and adhere to what the Republican Party's platform states. The reason this is relevant is because there are numerous people who will run as a Republican, though they are big government, tax and spend, left-wing individuals, but they, you know, they, they can't win in the area that they would represent uh, as a Democrat, and so they run as Republicans. And one of the problems has been the party not only allows them to do so, but when they run for re-election, they, they essentially help them continue to get elected. And it's why we have a state that is a supermajority Republican state, yet we have tax increases and we have expansion of government and you know, databases being created. Uh, we are a state that in many ways passes legislation that puts us in. I mean, we might as well be a blue state. Uh, we might as well be a state that is run by Democrats because those are the the legislative priorities we see by the, the, the establishment of the party. And then you have those that are actually for smaller government, lower taxes, but they are apparently the minority in the party. At least they aren't running the party. And it is out of a, a desire to prevent those things from happening in the future that you have this attempt by many to require through a, 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 a vetting process, if you will, uh, people who say, I want to run as a Republican to demonstrate through questions that they actually are Republican or believe in Republican values. There's a, a battle within the Republican Party going on. And the reason I'm bringing this up, though, we have been talking about it for quite some time. There's a news leader article on this, including a response from the Christian County um, Central Committee folks, the Green County um, Republican Central Committee and Danette Proctor, who's the chair of that, is in opposition to this vetting process. And I, I, it just seemed like a good time to bring this back up and to explain to you what this is all about. And the, I think the biggest problem, the current way of doing things um, and the the side that people like Danette Proctor are promoting as the proper route to go about this or the results. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, 
Well, we'll get into it here. I, I don't want to get too far into it uh, and then push the news off too late into the hour and mess things up. So in order to keep things flowing, we'll go ahead and before we get the latest weather, jump over and get the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. Putting crime into focus this morning, a Springfield man charged with DWI that resulted in a deadly crash in 2021 is expected to enter a plea in court today. Authorities say Gary Calhoun Jr. was high on meth when he caused a head-on crash on Cherry and Glen. Stone, killing two people. One year later, he was pulled over for driving under the influence and police found drugs and paraphernalia in his vehicle. Back in January, Calhoun Jr. was charged with five counts stemming from the two separate incidents. He's expected to appear in court this morning to enter a plea. We'll let you know what happens in court. A man from Lebanon was killed in a motorcycle crash over the weekend. Troopers say 48-year-old Brian Fox was heading northbound on State Highway 5 north of Mansfield when he went off the right side of the road and hit an embankment. Fox was thrown from the bike and died at the scene. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. The first alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Partly cloudy today, a high near 50, 35 for an overnight low tonight. And then tomorrow, sunny with a high near 48, though it could feel around 28 or so with the wind factoring in tomorrow around the time you're getting up and about. Want to run as a Republican in Christian County? You'll have to prove yourself first. We'll get into that. Again, something that we have discussed and Don Carricker has uh, with given his role in all of this, uh, jumping on air with us every so often to explain what is going on with this. The newsleader has a piece, uh, and it, it gives, of course, his perspective and, and the perspective of this effort, the, the ultimate goal of making sure that if somebody is running as a Republican, they are, quote, really a Republican and not some tax and spend lefty that runs as a Republican because they live in a Republican district and they know that's the only way to get in there. And then, of course, the opposition side to that perspective is, no, we need to keep doing it the way that we are doing it. It's our job as committee people to educate the public um, and uh, and then let them decide whether or not and have them vote on these individuals, which ultimately they will do anyhow, but not as to whether they'll actually end up in the ballot. And I, I'll explain the difference in all this because it can be a little complicated and confusing if you don't necessarily understand the inner workings of these committees and and why this plays out the way that it plays out the american transmissions talk and text line 447 ksgf i'm nick reed streaming live ksgf.com the ksgf app the Springfield News Leader has a story regarding something that we've been talking about for some time, and it is an attempt by Don Carricker and others. Don Carricker, of course, chairman of the Christian County Republican Central Committee, to make sure that if somebody is, when you go to vote in a primary, listed as a Republican, that they really are a Republican. What does that mean? That means truly, genuinely believing in and upholding the values of the Republican Party and the Republican pl- Party platform. Now, what needs to be first understood, and I know many of you do understand this, is political organizations, they are, they are private entities. 
It is a, a private organization. In the same way, though functioning obviously in a different manner, for existing for different purposes, but much like you might have Kiwanis Club or uh, you have um, the Lions Club, and you just go down the list of different organizations that are private organizations. And those organizations get to write up their rules as to membership and, and you know, whether or not you are a member. And I think most people understand the concept that you could not then go out and represent yourself, excuse me, as a member of an organization like that, unless you actually were. So in other words, if I say the Lions Club and uh, I went around town, I went around to different events and I wore a badge that said Nick Reed with the Lions Club and I'm here representing the Lions Club and I went to go give speeches as a member of the Lions Club, but I wasn't actually a member of the Lions Club, that probably would be problematic. You'd have folks from the organization telling me, you need to stop this. You are not a member. You do not represent us. Because we vote in elections for many of these individuals, we oftentimes lose that that recognition and understanding that while, yes, we're voting for the individual, they are choosing to to represent a political party, whether that's a Demo- the Democrat Party, the Republican Party, the Constitution Party, the Libertarian Party, whatever the party may be. It isn't just a label that is a description of one's political ideology. It is the claim of representation of that private political party. So you need permission. Now, different areas of the country are going to have different ways of granting that permission. Currently, what we look at in Missouri is as long as you pay a fee and you're not a felon, and you don't, I believe, owe back taxes. There, there may be a couple of provisions in there like that. Uh, it doesn't matter what your ideology is. The approach that has been taken, or and currently is, with this is part of the attempt to change this, is it doesn't matter. You can you can be a Marxist in your beliefs. You can be somebody that fully is a left-wing individual. You want higher taxes. You want expanded government. And decide, well, I live in an area that 80% Republican, so I'm just going to run as a Republican. It doesn't matter what your beliefs are. That's, that's pretty much the way it is now. And frankly, that's how it is that we end up with people like Senator Lincoln Huff, who are tax and spend individuals. Uh, you know, he is someone that has either co-sponsored or was, was instrumental in pushing legislation legislation to try to get the national vote, which is something that the left wing of the Democrat Party has been attempting to do as well. And so when you, when you just look overall at somebody like Lincoln Hub, and he's not the only one, it is clear that this is not someone that is a representation of what the Republican Party claims that it stands for. 
And so what you have are some individuals that are on these central committees and you vote on these individuals. A lot of a lot of you may not realize it because it pops up. You see, you know, you know what is it? What is central committee you may skip over it on the ballot. You may be voting and not even necessarily realize what it is that you're voting on. And this is because outside of a situation like this, central committees don't really make much news. So Don Carricker and others are saying, okay, our job on this central committee as elected individuals for the committee, they don't, the central committee is not an official government job or position, I should say, but this is for the party. They're saying, we want to make sure if somebody, when you go on primary day, and you are voting for your state rep or you're voting for your state senator or scratch that you are voting for which of the individuals will get to run as a Republican. So you have eight different people in the Republican primary that is in Senate district, whatever it may be. And what the Don characters of the world are wanting to do is to make sure that each and every one of those individuals actually is a quote Republican. And something that he has talked about here before on the program is this vetting process that has a a you know a couple dozen questions or so that are you know just to make sure they're not trick questions or anything, but they're questions to make sure that the person is in line with what the Republican Party's platform is, what the Republican Party says, and then once they are, off to the races. Some of this is perspective. And some may say pajamas, pajamas. But the approach, as he indicated on this program several weeks ago, isn't so much about creating a standard in which it's vetting each individual person like, okay, you're good, you're good, you're good. It's more about getting the bad apples out than approving all of the apples to get in. And again, that may be semantics, pajamas, pajamas, but This isn't about some sort of strenuous, arduous test that a small portion of individuals are going to get through. The vast majority are. It is more, again, to prevent the defaults or the defects, rather, uh, of individuals that are just clearly running in order to get elected as a Republican, but have no interest whatsoever in actually governing as one, according to the party platform. There, as you can imagine, is some pushback, and it's coming from pretty high up in the, in, within the Republican Party in the state of Missouri. And there are some, there's talks about whether this is legal, this isn't legal. Clearly, um, you know, the Don Carrickers, and you know, I say the Don Carrickers, those who want to try and better this process to get better candidates or to eliminate those that are not Republicans, believe that they do have the law on their side. The traditional way that it has been done, those folks believe, of course, the law is on their side. Now, after the break, I just want to explain what, as it is written in the news leader, what the position is regarding the opposition to this change and where the argument 
for not changing it is part of the problem that we have today. That next, I'm Nick Reed. Hey, one custom car care, all of your car care needs as we get ready for winter. It's actually a great gift idea, particularly if you have uh, kids that are off at college and they're going to be coming home to visit. It's something that, while many of you did a short, tremendous job of making sure that your child is wholly and fully responsible when it comes to routine maintenance on their vehicle. Most college students are not for a number of reasons. I know I was. Regardless of any sort of warnings or lessons about the importance of it, uh, that just wasn't a top priority for me. Wasn't something that I thought about. And I paid dearly for it financially because of a lot of problems that would arise due to my lack of keeping up on top of things was just routine maintenance. So a uh, great gift idea for your kids when they come home. Maybe it's just a once over at A1 Custom Car Care on their vehicles, the oil change, whatever it may be. You can get all of their location information, including ours at ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. Don Carricker, chairman of the Christian County Republican Central Committee, has been working some time on creating a system in which there are there is the vetting of candidates who want to run officially as a Republican in a primary. This vetting process would be one that would be necessary in order to make sure you're not really a left winger, you know, tax and spend individual. You're a Democrat trying to sneak on there in an effort to get elected in an area that is Republican. This isn't choosing the candidate that will run in the general election. This is simply saying in the primary, you got 20 or four or two or however many candidates that say, I want in the primary the nomination that you have to be vetted to make sure that you're actually Republican. Now, on the flip side, and this is the the news leader piece, you've got Green County among the counties that have opted against the process. Danek Proctor chair of the Green County Republican Central Committee called the vetting process promoted by uh, uh, Rep. PACMO, which is the Republican, what's that stand for? Uh, it's Anyhow, th- this is th- the character end of it, saying that it's dangerous, quote, dangerous. She echoed the concerns of the state party in regard to lawsuits, which could be a financial liability for a county committee, saying most central committees were all grassroots. We do not have that much funds. Those funds should be used to elect our candidates, not in the legal profession. She also went on to say voters should be doing their own vetting of candidates rather than making a select group of people gatekeepers. While Proctor said that the issue of people running as Republicans to gain support without reflecting party values has been an issue for years, the solution lies in recruiting better candidates. Quote, we don't need to be in courtrooms. We need to be recruiting good candidates and pushing our good candidates. And all of us need to be vetting. That's what the primary is for. It's a vetting process to pick the good candidates that the people want. Now, the problem is they've been failing at this miserably. And that isn't to say that you don't have individuals that do run, get their name on the ballot in a primary and then win the primary and sometimes even get elected as an official. It isn't to say that there aren't individuals that really truly espouse and believe in the Republican ideals of of smaller government, lower taxes, and and you know, to say that they don't get elected because some of those people do exist. Much to the chagrin, I would argue, of the Republican Party. 
the reason, in my assessment, that this is even being pursued or pushed is because the Republican Party has not been doing it. They've been failing at this. This is how you get a Lincoln Huff in there. This is how you end up in a state where we got five tax increases put into place at the pump spread out over five years because the tax hike was so significant. It was a violation of the Constitution of Missouri, so they had to spread it out. I mean, you had a Republican Party that was essentially circumventing the Constitution, that being the Hancock Amendment. There's a Hancock Amendment in Missouri that says that you cannot raise taxes past the rate of inflation in Missouri on Missourians without their permission. That's why they kept coming to you for the vote. Remember, they kept coming asking you to vote to raise taxes, and Missourians said, nope, not going to do it. Well, we'll come back again. Nope, we're not going to do it. So they're like, okay, well, we'll do it. Well, you can't because you want to increase taxes so significantly it's a violation of the Constitution. They said, you know what we'll do? We'll spread it out and do five separate tax increases, which is exactly what they did. So when the argument against a vetting process to make sure that people run as uh, who run as Republicans actually do believe in lower taxes and smaller government. When those who are in opposition to that argue it's our job to vet and make sure that those are the people who get on the ballot, that is not a very good argument. That is not a very good argument. Now, that isn't to say, incidentally, and I'm going to get a traffic update and expand on this just a bit more. That isn't to say that there aren't valid arguments on on both sides of this. But if the argument is going to be, oh no, it's our job to do that, then you're not winning this debate. Because the results have been pretty pathetic. Like I said, we should be a state that is looked at like Florida, like Texas. This is a state that should be considered, quote, extreme. This is a state that should not be circumventing or attempting to circumvent, as they did, the Constitution in order to raise taxes on its citizens, but instead should be slashing them left and right. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. First alert forecast from Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Partly cloudy today with a high near 50. Mostly clear tonight, a low around 35. Sunny. Tomorrow with a high near 48. But it could feel as if it's in the 20s in the morning due to wind chill. We have on a number of occasions had Don Carricker on the program, of course, for years and years and years and years before he retired, handing things off to his sons and the team, the characters over there at IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com. The last few times he has been on, it's as chairman of the Christian County Republican Central Committee. And it has been an effort in order to change the the process by which a person is given permission to run as a Republican in a primary. And that is one in which he and others argue uh, there should be some vetting process to make sure these people are actually Republicans. 
On the flip side, you have in this, there's a news leader piece on this and the opposition or one of those in opposition, Green County, opted against the vetting process. Danette Proctor, chair of the Green County Republican Central Committee, called the uh, process dangerous. And I think it sounds as if she was talking about in the context of there could be lawsuits and then you're, you know, money going to be tied up and defending uh, this in court instead of utilizing dollars in order to get candidates elected. Though, again, when some of the candidates that you're getting elected are the candidates that run a state, uh, and raise taxes left and right and expand government, I, I, I don't know that that argument necessarily is that effective. But she notes that voters should be doing their own vetting of candidates rather than making a select group of people the gatekeepers. I'll just read to you one of the text messages that came in from the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line saying, for a citizen, it's difficult enough already to try and do research on these candidates, let alone them not representing the very thing that they say they are. Oftentimes they are not. Then then things get worse. When you have primaries, particularly for a state rep, state senate, you oftentimes do. You get individuals on there that they don't have any sort of voting background. They are not high profile at all. And you, you just... You are flying blind. Let's be honest. It is not uncommon, regardless of political party, to go in and to see eight, nine, ten different names and not knowing anything about any of them in terms of their beliefs. The Republican Party knows this, which is why when there is an issue of placement, uh, there there was a time, and it's this way. I think there was a time in Missouri. I know it's this way in some states, some areas. I don't believe it is this way in Missouri any longer, if it ever was. But where the first person to, quote, you know, register, was their name was first on the ballot. And so that was considered very important because of the recognition. Ballot placement was important because of the recognition that so many voters didn't have any clue about any of the people on the ballot. And the belief was at the top of the ballot, you're more likely to get picked by somebody who is just randomly picking because they don't know anything about these individuals. When you have the chair of the of you know, a central committee saying, voters, you need to be doing this on your own, m- many voters, they just don't, it's not even a matter of time. I mean, you, you can't simply say, well, uh, it's your civic duty, but there really isn't any information out there. And so this is an attempt by Don Carricker and others to say, listen, at least in Christian County and other counties that adopt this vetting process, if they're on the ballot in a primary as a Republican, all other things aside, you can rest assured that we believe that they actually genuinely at least are a Republican. So that that you don't have to worry about. Proctor said the issue of people running as Republicans to gain support without reflecting party values has been an issue for years, and the solution lies in recruiting better candidates. Well, again, why isn't that being done? It seems as if in this article, Danette Proctor, whom, by the way, I know and is just in my 
I'd say relatively limited experience around her, is one of the nicest people. I mean, just incredibly nice. It sounds as if she's identified the problems that exist, but no real solutions other than, well, the voters need to just figure it out and we need to run better candidates. Well, why is that not happening? She said the Greene County committee members are encouraged to choose their top picks and share their views about the candidates with others who may not be as familiar with their politics, which she said is different than a formal vetting process that gives a select few the power to score and include candidates as Republicans and exclude others. Now, this is where you get into the half a dozen of one, six of the other sort of scenario, because, and this is, I could tell you in these discussions we've had, I, I have had some conservatives, including one that's a former elected member, who has said if a vetting process was in place when I ran in Greene County, I probably would have not even been allowed on the ballot because I was too conservative. And the problem is, in some of these counties, these central committee members, that they're the problem, that they're the ones who aren't actually Republicans but run as Republicans to get on these central committees. Yeah, I, and and that now and, and in discussing this as we have in the past on air, Don Carricker has been very specific in noting that this the the vetting process that has been developed is one that is strictly off of the Republican Party platform, and and so this isn't people, or at least it shouldn't be. People on the committee that even if they are actually Democrats, they could not reject people, uh, theoretically, ideally, uh, who were in line with the Republican Party platform, whether they wanted to or not, because they would have to stick to uh, you know, a strict vetting process that is directly from the platform itself. This, to me... I I can appreciate an argument that notes if we have a problem of individuals who are not really Republicans running as Republicans, and so we need a vetting process, the concern that some have that if the vetting process is in the hands of people who are also not really Republicans, then we could have gatekeepers that keep the conservatives out. That not everyone is a Don Carricker and those whose ultimate goal is to fix this state and to fix the Republican Party so that it stops getting people elected as Republicans that just get in there and will circumvent our state constitution in order to jack up taxes on the people of Missouri. To create databases that your prescription drug, mo- you know, that, that get monitored. All of these these big government, intrusive government, tax increase policies. I think that there is legitimate concern both ways. 
I imagine, and I know this is something that we will have further discussions on with Don Carricker, that his argument, because he's made it before, is that the likelihood of that happening is diminished. That being central committee members that are bumping off conservatives, that they wouldn't be able to do that because anyone who's actually conservative would pass the, the vetting process because it's not a... It's not like George Costanza trying to get an apartment and having to come up with stories, you know, to to win over sympathies that it's here are 25 questions that are making sure that you are in line with what this platform says over here. And if you pass it, if you are a conservative, you're going to pass it. There's nothing they can do about that. But then you get and this is understandable. People that will say, well, that's awfully reliant on central committee members being honest. I don't know that either approach ultimately is reliant on people participating and being aware of what is is going on with these individuals. And I would argue that too often the voters, the Republican voters, are misled, if even by an absence of direction provided by some of these central committee members when it comes to a tax-and-spend individual running as a Republican. I would argue, and I am arguing, that if the Green County Committee, for example, wanted to come to the voters, the Republican voters, with a legitimate argument that, hey, no, don't worry, we, we, we won't, while we're, we don't believe in a vetting process, we believe in you deciding, we will at least give you direction. As the news leader notes here, Danette Proctor said Green County committee members, they're encouraged to choose their top picks and share those views about the candidates with others who may not be as familiar with the, the politics. So in other words, the argument here is, is that, hey, that we'll let you know that argument would hold a little more water if you didn't have people like Lincoln Huff getting elected in Green County. What should happen and what would give credibility to this position is if this committee was out there during a primary, for example, and not simply standing by quietly while you have a tax and spend left winger like Lincoln Huff getting endorsements from the typical, you know, a good government this and you got the chamber over here and all oh, these love fests, the news leader writing. It's so it, all the hallmarks of of being a left wing individual. If Green County came out and said, hey, just so everyone knows, this guy is not. Somebody that is going to be for lower taxes and smaller government. But they don't do that. And when you are part of the problem, then it is very difficult to have credibility when you come to the table with the argument, trust us. We're the solution. Because thus far, that has not come anywhere close to being the case. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. 
Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, if you're wanting to ring in the new year with a new vehicle, but you're not exactly sure where to start, I recommend that you check out the Avis Long-Term Rental Program. The Long-Term Rental Program allows you to get a longer test drive without having to make a commitment. Plus, you don't have to worry about vehicle maintenance, and you can swap out vehicles every couple of months if you wish to do so. And Avis just received their batch of 2024 vehicles, including um, the Kia Sportage, uh, the Nissan Sentra, and a Kia Forte, just to name a few. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located here in Springfield off of Fort and Sunshine and speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of that contact information for Avis under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. On the American Transmissions talk and text line regarding the Republican Party and people who run as Republicans but aren't really, quote, Republicans. They don't care if you're a Republican, just that you can raise funds, got to support, quote, the cause. And we will in the future, we've spent the hour talking about this, and we will revisit it with uh, Don Carricker and anyone else relevant that um, wants to to weigh in and provide additional information. Um, so th- th- this is something that is going to continue and, and we'll keep you up to date in it, on it, rather. To some degree in the same vein here, Paul Ryan. This is the headline Breitbart. Paul Ryan caught trying to steer endorsements to Nikki Haley. Former House Speaker Paul Ryan was caught this week attempting to steer presidential endorsements to former South Carolina Nikki Haley as he has repeatedly warned the Republican Party against nominating former President Donald Trump the clear front runner, according to a tidbit from Politico Playbook. Ryan made a pitch for Nikki Haley to Representative Mike Gallagher, Republican in Wisconsin, who's chairman of the Select Committee on the Strategic uh, uh, Competition between the United States and the Chinese Communist Party over text during a flight to D.C. According to the outlet, which reviewed photographs of the text messages, Ryan wrote, quote, I think now is the time for a guy like you to endorse. Plus, her foreign policy worldviews track closest to yours. She's bringing the most excitement. I don't know about that. You think she brings more excitement? I'm not saying that she doesn't bring some excitement. But in this primary race, I would argue Trump brings more excitement. Now, I suppose Paul is he's in or uh, Paul Ryan, rather, is talking about the anyone but Trump world, that she is the one that is bringing the most excitement that could prevent Trump supporters from wanting to support Donald Trump. He went on, according to the text messages reviewed by Politico, to say, I think, uh, let's see, she brings the most excitement. I like Ron, but don't think he is in the growth stock Nikki is. Just following up per our talk in December, go Packers. A spokesperson for Gallagher emphasized that the congressman had no intention to endorse any candidate at this time. The Fox News board member has long stood as an opponent of Trump, predicting in October of 2022 that Trump would not be the Republican nominee in 2024, saying Trump's unelectability will be palpable by then. We all know that he's so much more likely to lose the White House than anybody else running for president on our side of the aisle. So why would we want to go ahead with that? He continued. Now, I think also there's an argument to be made that a board member of a news network probably should not be texting members that are high-profile politicians trying to get them involved in an election to steer it one way or another. I don't know whether it's Fox News or any other news outlet. It is the best idea to try and influence an election. I don't know why this is such a difficult concept to understand. 
any news outlet that has board members. And I believe he is, at least the writing of this Breitbart story references him as the Fox News board member. And I was not I, you know, under the understanding that he's still a board member, and it's written in this Breitbart piece as if he is. If you are on the board of a news network, you probably should not be trying to steer an election one way or the other. It, it is just, to, to me... So there's two components to this story. There's the component that Nikki Haley has not only the support of, but the proactive attempt to help her get this this nomination by Paul Ryan. I don't think if I'm Nikki Haley, I'm not bragging about this. If I'm Nikki Haley, this is not good news. Because Paul Ryan is seen as part of the Republican Party problem, much as the John Boehner and others. These are establishment individuals. And so to have establishment individuals working behind the scenes to try and get Nikki Haley the nomination is not something, if I'm her, that I, I, that I just, this would not be good news for me. But again, the other side of this is here you have somebody that is on the board of a news network working behind the scenes to try to influence people that they believe will be influential in helping steer this nomination process away from Donald Trump. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. I have yet to hear that I can recall anyhow from Democrat or establishment Republican a reason to not support Trump that is referencing policy or results. If you, this would be an interesting challenge to anyone who is anti-Trump, be it the Paul Ryans of the world and the Republican Party or be it the Democrats, when you argue that Trump should not be the nominee or you argue that he should not be president of the United States, explain that based on what he actually, the results of his presidency and the areas in which he says, this is what I will do if I'm reelected president. Not name calling. None of this, uh, World War Three. None of the none of the these would be the end of democracy as we know it. Okay, you're going to say that. No, I want to know what is it. What has what did he do during his first presidency, or what legislation or executive order is he asserting that if he is elected, he will do that that indicates to you that it will be democracy, the end of democracy as we know it. I think they'd find themselves perhaps having to do a little bit of reflection. News in sixty seconds.